Not my fault. Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you didn't. I'm probably that possum. <laughs> Jeeves Jr. Yeah, Jeeves Jr. got felt a little peckish and thought he'd snack on. Some oh wait, no. What did what did what did Todd come up with? Shia La Possum. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, he came up with a name for him: uh, Shia La Possum and uh, Zacoon. Hello, Frog Residence, Kermit speaking. Oh, hello, Mr. Iger. Yes, sir, it's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Oh, uh, yeah, I I have heard of the Three Sheets to the Mouse podcast. Um, yeah, I guess they're funny, but I don't really approve of their language. It's not something that me and Piggy want our little tablets to be listening to. But, uh, Fozzie, he, he loves them. I'm sorry, Mr. Iger, what... What do you mean I... You thought I could use the work? It's closing? Torn down? Galaxy's Edge? Now you listen here! Just because I'm a puppet doesn't mean I'll just bend over and take it. If you tear down Muppet Vision, I'll shove more than just a hand in your butt, Bob! Fuck that little twig. Now that is phenomenal. I love shaking my booty. I've never been to the Edison. I know it's unsorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 119 of Three Sheets of the Mouse. We're four average guys with love for all things Disney. I'm Scott, and joining me once again while Tim and Adam uh, make their sojourn back from the Great White North, uh, Mikey. I'm the best you got. I'm the leftovers, I'm the scraps. Uh, We're we're both the scraps, because apparently, uh, you know, they needed a two-week vacation from us. Scott, are you burning a candle in your basement? I am. I am. I'm setting the mood. You know what? I've got a (laughs) fire going on my on my YouTube. I've got uh, my Wilderness Lodge candle here. Uh, I I feel like I'm at home in uh, in my new favorite resort. Your Yule log is showing. (laughs) It's pretty. Uh, But speaking of things that are pretty, we're here to talk to you about some Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and uh, grab your ball glove and go out and have that catch, Dad. And enjoy the adult side of Disney with Three Sheets the Mouse. Was was that Disney? That was Touchstone, wasn't it? What? Field of Dreams. Oh, I... I wouldn't have the first idea. You've never seen it? Yes, but I've never seen who produced it, who owns the rights to it now, or any of that nonsense. I, I thought it was—I thought it was touched on. It might have been Miramax. I, which is I not go. I, I watch a movie. Oh uh, yeah. I leave. Oh no, it's Universal. Sorry. Oh okay. So well, you know, it's in Orlando. The other guys. It's Orlando. Yeah. Um, Field of Dreams, the ride. So this week, uh, you know, this week is uh, Father's Day weekend, so we are celebrating the dads of Disney, the Disney dads. 
And, uh, you know, we decided... To <laughs> it's next week! <laughs> well, it's this weekend. It's coming up. Yeah, it's this weekend. Because this weekend is also the U.S. Open, and the U.S. Open always follows uh, on uh, finals on Father's Day. The final round is always on Father's Day. This, Sunday. It's, it's this weekend? Sunday is Father's I Day. But it was Look. the third Sunday of every month, and this is just the second Sunday. Technically, it's the third. Uh, now we're into Scott math. One, eight, fifteen. Third Sunday. Yeah, except the 15th is the Saturday. Oh, then 16. Then it's 2, 9, and 16. It's the third Sunday huh. of June. I, I really would like to uh, recant the Scott Math inside joke. Because. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it, it is a uh, documented fact, sir. <laughs> well, then, uh, but yeah, uh, happy so, Father's Day, and, and good on us for doing something that's actually timely and relevant. Right. Well, you know what? Good good thing for you is it's not Mother's Day, and you didn't have to remember it. Everyone else has to remember Father's Day for you. No, and yet they don't. <laughs> that's true. Uh, they tell you they're going to remember Father's Day, and it just turns out to be just Sunday. And not even a good Sunday. <laughs> just a regular Sunday. Yeah, like, you know, I don't even get, like, you know... Do you get breakfast in bed? Uh, I get breakfast and bed, but they don't, you know, go to... It's more like bed and then breakfast. <laughs> and by normal. bed, it's just I wake up. <laughs> and then we go get some of the same thing we get every every Sunday. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll be in here recording. Probably. Maybe not. You can edit that out. Whatever. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, look, you know what? Sunday is Father's Day. So we decided. Rumor has to, it. Rumor has it. <laughs> A lot like that moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to uh, pay some homage to some of the Disney dads and uh, and also recant some of our, our fatherly memories, uh, either as fathers or as sons. So uh, here we are uh, tonight. Um, Mikey, what are you drinking? You know, uh, knowing that this was going to get a fatherly type of uh, episode I thought in honor of my late father I'd have some of my nicest collection and I accidentally poured a wee bit much of my uh, Jack Daniel Sinatra in honor Ooh. of my my father see I wish I had that to pour out for my dad because he was a big Sinatra fan he instilled the love of uh, you know Sinatra and Dean Martin and, and Sammy Davis um, I, I, I love that whiskey it's really good it's it is very very good we don't have any in the speakeasy anymore I wonder why. I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. A shelf fell down. Yeah, uh, fucking them New Jersey earthquakes. They're <laughs> they're they're rough from what I what I hear. Oh uh, yeah. So tonight, yeah, um, a, you know, a, it's a death trap up there. It's a suicide. It is rap, as it were. It is. Um, you know, I the the truth is, I don't have too many memories of drinking at Disney with my dad because. Uh, the 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 one time that we went together where I was of drinking age, um, we only met up for one drink. And I don't really remember what I had. I know it was at Rick's Lounge. So I decided <coughs> to pay tribute to the three guys that I call dad on a weekly basis. And I have a flight. Okay. Because you, you, you guys are older than me. Do you see where I'm going with that? Nope. You guys are older... So you like my dad's age. 
Uh, so, uh, for Adam, and you I are the same the age as my wife, Scott. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just she like and she doesn't even call me daddy, no matter how much she drinks. <laughs> and, and but you know what? I look a hell of a lot younger than you guys. So that's why. even even with our own balcony, I didn't get called daddy. <laughs> um. So first for Adam, I have the Blanton's gold because that man loves him some Blanton. That he do. That he does. Uh, for Tim, I have the Macallan 12 double cast because that man can drink a whole bottle in one show. I figured you would have gone with, like, Calumet. Well, I would. I was going to go with Calumet, but it just harkens back to that episode 2 and 2.5 and re-recording 2 and 2.5 that uh, we had the Macallan 12. Mm-hmm. Or he had all the Macallan 12. Yep. And thank goodness it's President's Day. Um, and then for Mikey, for you, uh, obviously there's only one whiskey that, uh, that really truly defines you and that's uh, hashtag Ardbeg 2020. So we have some Ardbeg 10, uh, in honor of Mikey. So I'll be drinking those three in my flight. I have a flight. You're not going to lead with the Ardbeg? No, because like I said, that will ruin the rest of the night. So you're, you're, I don't even know what chronological order with representation to represent. We could go oldest to youngest. Regarding everybody's age. We could go oldest to youngest, so McAllen 12 would be first. Um, and that wouldn't... You know what? That won't spoil the, the Blantons. That'll, that'll work fine for that. We could do that. Because McAllen 12 is aged in ex-bourbon casks, so that works. We'll do that. So uh, McAllen 12 is first. And so it is what delicious. you're saying is uh, Adam's youngest, younger than old. I don't know what you're doing. Anymore. Adam's a year younger than Tim. Oh, man, that's so good. That is a damn good whiskey, man. All of them are when they remind you of damn good people. You know what? And that's the best. We, we talk about drinking at Disney, but, you know, drinking at home. But that is really the best part of, of drinking is when you're drinking with good friends. And when things remind you of, of those times, that uh, that makes it even better. Yes. And it reminds me of the uh, the time we have missed with Tim and Adam. They'll be back soon, uh, we hope. Uh, did their dog sled get a flat tire or something? I believe they had a blowout on the Iditarod. Oh, that's it. Well, they'll be back eventually uh, when they when they do find their way back to uh, to uh, regular America. Jennifer let the dogs out, so they had to. Who? 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 Almighty Zeus, please hear me and, and answer my prayer. I need to know who am I? Where do I belong?
uh, tonight as we <laughs> as we drink some of our whiskey to our uh, to our friends to our fathers, we talk about some Disney dads. Um, so let's let's start with first of all, there's not all that many dads in Disney movies. There's really not. It's a uh, it's a pretty it's, thin herd. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a herd that keeps continuously getting thinned. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there's plenty of orphans. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, in Disney film, <laughs> but not a lot of papas. So uh, you know, as we as we go through them, you know, there's no real rhyme or reason to this. So we'll just kind of start. Um, let's talk about one. Tell, tell you what, let's do this. What's one of the worst Disney dads you could think of in Disney movies? Oh, man. Uh, worst dads. Okay, do we want to go like... Um, I, I, I've, I've got three, so do we want to go worst to... Worst to yeah, we'll go worst to best. Least worst? <laughs> like yeah, the best of the worst? <laughs> we'll go worst to first, as in like the least worst. The least worst. So let's let's <laughs> let's hear your worst Disney dad. Okay, so hear me out. Um, for me, uh, my worst Disney dad is King Stefan. Yeah. Okay. He's pretty awful. Uh, his. his let, let's just forget exactly, you know, how and why Maleficent puts the curse on there. Okay, I don't care which which storyline you're following. The the let's, the, let's the end result with, is. Let's stick with the uh, the animated movie, but it's, it's still, it's still the story she gets there. cursed. Okay, Maleficent shows up. She's angry. She curses the baby. She will die on her 16th birthday. So what does her dad do instead of loving and nurturing and getting 16 years with his daughter to see her grow up and become a beautiful woman and get her first steps and her first words? He sends her off to a cottage with fairies to do all of that for him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he it, like totally <laughs> forgets about her. Okay? Like, like she's... 16 years, and then, you know, what is it, like, 15 and years and he nine, gets, ten gets, months later, almost, yeah. she, she gets smooched on by some guy because, you know what, no one's ever told her, don't let strangers uh, get, like, you know, falling in love with you and stuff, and just running around being a harlot in the woods, um, <laughs> you, you little fucking nymph skank, and, uh, you know what, she... She got what was well. I mean, she got what was coming to her, I guess, because she she went off and did her thing. They could have just kept her in the, you know, not like kept her in the castle. Like well, no, they, they could have had a normal her. life for fifteen point right, nine nine years. Like and then yeah, like like at eleven fifty eight the day before her birthday, then you know give her like one day locked away with armor guards everywhere. And if something happens inside, it's like well shit. It was a curse. There wasn't a whole hell of a lot we could do about it. But you know what? We had her for 16 years. Instead, he's a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Not a nice guy. Nope. Now, I get I get what he was saying. And he's a dizzy dad who lived. That's true. He did. I, I get what he's saying because, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to sacrifice my time with my daughter to protect her. But you didn't, and you still did a shit job at both. It wouldn't have protected her at all because nothing was going to happen until she turned 16. Yeah. It, it was a moot point. It's yeah. exactly like fucking 
Dennis Quaid trying to traverse a frozen United States to get to Jake Gyllenhaal. You weren't going <laughs> to save his life. You got there. The ice melted. You traveling did nothing but kill the ginger. That's true. That's true. Day after tomorrow. But but you know what? The ginger is expendable. Nah. Dude, I, you know, he was Benvolio in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> he was. Fucking A, man. I, I love that movie, by the way. I like the I like the Boslerman version of it. It's nice. They had some tripped out motor vehicles in that movie, like crazy. You know, they did <laughs> they Santa did. Monica level tricked out motor <laughs> yeah. vehicles. Yeah. Um, all right. So one of my worst Disney dads, I, I think, has to be the Sultan from Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, he's on my list too, uh, there, uh, Scott. Because, he's on my list too, Scott. Because his his like bumbling aw shucks attitude towards life and oh look I can build this tower of, of like wooden animals and by the way I'm going to arrange a marriage for my daughter with just anyone who comes around and flashes some cash and then I'm going to let this evil sinister guy control me he's just mm, he's now I not- mean a, a little bit of defense he didn't like let him control me I mean like Jafar was a complete predator and you're he going was. to look for he the was. prey and yeah the sultan was just he was he was mm-hmm. an easy mark. He was easy prey, and uh, yeah, he. You know what? Uh, boo to you for not being able to see that Jafar was a bad guy to begin with. He had a fucking talking parrot named Diago. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever seen any kind of read any kind of Shakespeare, Iago is not a good name to have. Negative. So, yeah, I. The Sultan also also made my list uh, of of not so not yeah. so cool dads. To be honest, he made my my number two. So <laughs> he, he he actually was That's edged perfect. out by King Stefan as far as being a little bit better, <laughs> just a bit, just just a scotch. I think just is how we say in the south. Yeah. All right. What's your what's your next one then? Um, since, since I stole King uh, King. Uh, well, no. The, the, the beauty is, I had I had two of them bundled in at my number two because they're basically the same. Issues yeah. would have been uh, Chief Poetin from Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah. Because really, he was just looking to get Pocahontas married off, uh, and she didn't want that to happen. I mean, yeah. granted, there, okay, there's a lot more depth to Pocahontas. I'm not comparing that to Aladdin. Mm-mm. There's a whole lot more going on in Pocahontas. Um, but, you know, you can't, you can't spend a third of a movie being strict for their own good and then like the last 10 minutes being like oh i should have listened to you you've grown up to be such a wonderful woman and uh, i'm trusting you and we go well you know what you know what chiefy you've got some blood on your hands all right yeah we're gonna have a we're gonna have a real similarity here on number two so that was my uh that was my number that was my number two here because again a lot a lot like this, you know, the Sultan. They were just the Sultan was softer, but still trying to tell her what to do. Where the chief mm-hmm. was more controlling and strict, and, and and telling telling her what to do. And I mean, it's funny as this progresses. Um, you're going to say, well, you're kind of flip flopping there on, on this whole, you know, telling what to do. But I digress. Go ahead, Scott. Uh, so very similar character, and you know, rightfully so because it's written in the very very similar uh, time frame. Uh, that's King Triton from The Little Mermaid. Not the best dad. He was definitely, you know, stubborn and strong-willed and his kind of like xenophobia for humans uh, really pushed his daughter away. And basically, 
his like his desire and need to control uh, everything that they did, all of his daughters did, including uh, sign them up all up for the family musical. I mean, it's literally uh, what's his what's his face from the Jackson Five, Michael. Not Michael. Uh, Tito, the dad. T- Jermaine, T- Jamal, no. Jerome. Whatever the dad was, I forget the dad's name. Ike. That was Ike Turner. You're thinking of. Damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's he's just not a great guy. And then all of a sudden, at the end, he's like Latoya. Oh, my daughter really does love him. Here's a rainbow, and there's your legs. Have at it. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> But well, I mean, he does—he does get—he does get a pass at the end for realizing he's a stubborn asshole and gives her her legs and sends her off on her merry way to marry a human. Well, I think he—he he gets a bit of a pass for me because first off, Ariel, you're raising a hottie, so you got to keep that shit at home, whatever it takes. None of, none of the other daughters were nearly as good looking. Nope. That nope. 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 So that's why he was like, "Yeah, whatever. Just, just go." Do do whatever. Um, be back by never. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so I I I don't I don't have a daughter, but with clamshells like that, I get it. Okay, but, but that like crushing scene where he he like he destroys her cavern, like all of these things she collected, and he's like no, and just starts smashing no, out everything, and, and that, just that 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 is a total up. dick move. He does try to like almost find a reconciliation before the. Um, what would you call it? The apex, I guess. When when she's uh, the climax, the climax, the apex. You know, the the peak. Um, I mean, he does have that heart to heart. You know, a couple times I think with Sebastian. Yeah. About I'm trying. It's so hard with her mom gone. Or maybe he didn't say that. He probably should have. It would have added more character depth to him and been a callback to Athena. But um, was was his mom's name Athena? Uh, I thought Athena was one of the girls, one of the daughters. Not sure. It all smells like fish, though. So yeah, I, yeah, I had Queen he Athena. was on he was on my short list, but he he didn't make it because it, uh, it was Queen Athena. Okay, there you go. I remember doing research for that episode. Scott say number here, the, the where I had the, uh, the the mermaid school, mermaid school at the uh, custom Disney Resort, eighty three. Yeah, he's just the, his constant stubbornness. You know, again, both Ariel and him are the same person. They are stubborn motherfuckers, and they bash heads the entire movie until one of them realizes, "I was wrong. I should, I should fess up." And then Little Mermaid's like, "Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were. Thanks, thanks, pops. Appreciate ya. Appreciate ya. All right, you're. I'm gonna go fuck a statue. You're." <laughs> Your best of your worst dads. Going to get some rocks off. Um, <laughs> and, and, um, and rightfully, this could also have been a number three. Oh, yes. This one could definitely have been a number three. <laughs> we may have the same one. <laughs> I think we do. I'm going King Air of Arendelle. Yes. And the only reason he gets a pass is because he died before he could have <laughs> the arc come back around like Disney would. Yep. We, we were denied that. Uh, but... This this guy something's mm. wrong with one of his kids. 
What so do you do? You lock them up. He shoves her and locks her in a closet <laughs> and tries to cover it up and hide it from the citizens of Arendelle. And then when there's an accident, which, by the way, as I'm typing this up, I kind of saw a parallel to a, to like when, when a kid happens to find a firearm and accidentally plays with it and causes uh, you know a, a tragic accident to happen. Um, if you treat something like that, it, it, it's so uh, so taboo. And, and whatever, and, and you don't, like, bring it out in the open and have short respect, then you, if you don't have the respect for it, then accidents will happen. Right. And that's kind of, I kind of had that, a parallel with that. And, that was uh, the main anyway. problem. Uh, so, yeah, cover-ups continue. There's some black magic wizardry that gets performed by some rock people. And then, under their strict ruling, because this man who rules the kingdom is listening to people made of rocks, he locks her further away and then locks them both away. And then they die, and in the midst of all that, he's caused irreparable trauma to Elsa. I mean, she, I would say yeah. that if you were to get a psychologist to watch this, they'd be like, no, she's clinically insane. She's got no, depression, she, she, definitely she's insane. insane, she is off her meds. She goes off into the woods, and what does she do? She freezes Doesn't the whole Doesn't even remember making Olaf. No. Nowhere in the movie does it show her build Olaf. No, it, it it shows her building Olaf because it's I, when she's singing "Let It Go." I th- no, I thought that was. I thought she just builds the snowman the first time. I don't remember her actually building it in the movie. Building it. No, no, no. She builds Olaf in the in when she's singing "Let It Go" and she's having her moment. Oh. And yeah, yeah, she does. She does. The she she builds Olaf and then she totally doesn't remember it because uh, it's it's just not that important to her because she's just free of the tyranny that was her oppressor for eighteen years or twenty something years. 18 years, I think. Yeah, no, bad, bad dude. Bad dad. Bad dad. And also, why not even, like, talk about the memory of mom and dad so much, really? You know, like, you just turned 18. What is your, well, what's what's the memory of your father? Put on the gloves, Elsa. Put on the gloves. Uh, conceal, don't, don't feel. Don't let see your man hands. <laughs> yep, conceal, don't feel. Don't let yeah, him know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. He didn't get a chance to make it right, so he's... And you know what's worse is he drug his wife down with him all the way to the (laughs) bottom of the sea. Yeah, well, they shouldn't have gone to uh, go visit uh, the birth of... uh, No, the wedding. Was the birth? I thought it was the birth of, because they were... Oh, no, no, it was the wedding, because they were older. That's right, they were older. It was the wedding of... uh, uh, The chick from Tangled, Rapunzel. Yeah, that'd be with Rapunzel and Eugene. Punzel and Eugene. Punzi. Punzi and Eugene. So yeah, definitely uh definitely the same one. I would Well now I'd hang say. on. Okay, hang on. Let's let's hang on. Because don't we in theory see the back of Rapunzel's head during the coronation ceremony? Yeah, but they're already married. And that I was know. a couple years later. Ma I thought mom and dad died like when they were No, mom and dad died when they were um when when they were kind of older, because Kristen Kirsten Bell or uh, Anna is grown up when she's saying goodbye to them. Okay, okay, then. it all well, makes sense. It, it doesn't. It not not a damn bit of it makes no, sense. No, not at all. Not at you've all. You've got you've got frozen, and then when the ice caps melt, we have Moana. Whatever. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Um, so as far as like, I don't know if I have any really worst. Disney dads after that because I mean that was that was really my next one um 
I mean, I, I looked at some dads who were missing mm-hmm. from movies, and I got to look at and I, was, and I got to thinking, okay, what about Russell's dad from Up? And the more or, I kind of check oh, yeah, that okay. out, because so, there's not a whole lot, but you have Russell mentioning him. So let's talk about those dads that were never mentioned. Well, the, dead, you know, he, the real deadbeat dads. Yeah, he, he gets mentioned offhandedly, like in a comment from Russell. Right. He says that his dad's always with his new family, and whenever he tries to call, his, uh, his, his, his stepmom, Phyllis, always says he's busy. Yeah, that guy's a dick. That, that is complete and utter assholery. Is what that is. That I know is, divorces are difficult. I've been through one. Okay, but you don't you, always have to get along. But you no. always have a child. You're yeah. You're still a dad. So you know. So so on that note, good on you, Carl. <laughs> yeah, Carl became like way a to dad step to up. Well, he's a granddad, is what he is, yeah, yeah. I guess. But way to way to step in there. Well, All let, right, let, buddy. Let's talk about some of those some of those dads that are so this this section we'll talk about some of those dads that are absent and never mentioned and some of those dads that kind of stepped up in place of those that didn't have the the proper dad. So I don't have much for all that. So well, I, I got a couple and I'll help Good. you through this. Um, Good. So Disney one of those got very many dads. Well, there's a couple. Uh, Andy's dad is just fucking MIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he ever? Is like? Has it been said no. whether he's just not there or whether he's there's there's never really been an explanation of what happened to his his dad. It's just kind of been we don't talk about it. Andy's and he's a Jedi. And he maybe he's a Jedi. Maybe he is. <laughs> he's working at Pizza Planet. <laughs> That's yeah, you know what? You gotta start somewhere. You gotta gotta learn uh the basics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you gotta start. Don't um, you must roll. So uh, one of the other ones that kind of had stepped up you know, because obviously Andy's mom just raised Andy. But one of the other one of the other Disney characters that stepped up when they didn't have a dad was Thomas O'Malley. So in the in the uh, start of Aristocats, uh, the three cats don't actually have a dad. Zaza Gabor uh, is kind of a single mom, and there's no dad. And what does she do? She finds O'Malley, and O'Malley's basically this leading this bachelor lifestyle, and no cares, no worries, and what does he do? He gives that up to, you know, to shoplift the pootie. <laughs> it's a Jerry Maguire reference. It's not hey, what I'm... you think it means. Uh, show me the pootie. No, it's it's not. Shoplifting the pootie is when you, uh, you you like the kid and you be with the mom to like because you like the kid more because the kid is 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 really cool and you have a you have a relationship with the kid. <clears throat> So Stephanie shoplifted my pootie. Stephanie, yeah, she definitely did. Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's one of the one of the better, I guess, you know, stepped ups like like Carl. So like Carl. What about then? Um, and this isn't, I mean, not so much a a step up, but a dad who's not existent through. Ninety nine percent of the film. Well, it no because this is wibbly wobbly because he's at the very beginning, but he's not really a dad till you get toward the end. But his son is there at the beginning. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I, I've got to be talking about Tom Selleck. What? Oh, oh God! Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> yeah, meet yeah. the Robinsons. All right. I mean, it. I thought you were he, talking about Bambi's dad. 
No, I know. You're, yeah, yeah. See, and I, was, and I thought about that too because Bambi Two was actually a pretty solid flick. I'm, I'm it is a solid out flick. There and say that if you've not seen it, you're missing out. Bambi Two, it's got fucking Professor Xavier in it. Go check it. Nice. Um, but uh, it, it I, you know, um, meet the Robinsons. He did a good job raising his son, which which I'm sure he figured out because of his own um, upbringing, not having you know uh, a parent until you know so long uh, until his adoption that he knew how to turn around and and treat a kid. So uh, good good on you there, Mister Robinson. Yeah. Um... I gotta say, I don't really remember him too much. But, it's, you know, again, that's where I thought you were going with Bambi's dad, because Bambi's dad was was there in the beginning, very briefly, and then really is not there after that. Until, you know, Bambi's mom gets shot, and then it's, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well. Let me show you how to get Twitter painted. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a young buck. Um, all right. So I mean, that's that pretty much does it for the uh the the dads that stepped up. Uh um, Ooh. I I got a dad that that was MIA that's never even mentioned in the in a movie, but I'm sure he's a dick. Okay. Darla's dad. Well, probably. I mean, if his From if his, that- if his daughter is killing fishies, pretentious little twat she yeah and then her uncle just feeds into the whole bullshit too oh she's got to be spoiled gets what oh yeah she's absolutely girl absolutely every time every time i watch fighting nemo and i see her i just want to throat punch her parents and then (laughs) you know plant one right in his wallaby way oh you know what i got i got another not a bad dad but not the best example for a dad uh pete Pete from Goofy Movie. I've never seen a Goofy Movie. Oh, dude, you gotta watch that one. <laughs> Sorry, I just I've never seen it. You gotta watch it. It's good. Uh, he, you know, it, it's Pete. So he's arrogant. He thinks he's the best. He's gotta have the best. And he's uh, basically telling his son to you know put down Max and and be a dick to Max. And you know, you never want your kids to be a dick to other kids. That's not cool. Uh, and no. setting that example, and and Pete's son kind of like shies away from it, and then you know Pete calls his son a wimp, and uh, you know it's it just it's uh, it's Pete being Pete because Pete picks on Goof. Well, pick, Pete picks on everyone, but yeah. Hey, how about this for uh, another bad dad that's only in the movies for a minute or two for a little bit there? Um, okay. And it's not like bad, like he's mean, but just piss poor decision making, Mister Darling. Yeah, left his children under the care of a dog. <laughs> well, not to only go out that, with his wife. Not only, well, you, you know, a hot date. Yeah. If he doesn't show his face at the company party, then he can never show his face at the office again. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, not. Oh, first of all, he sees the light by the end of the movie when he realizes that. It is it is good to be young at heart, and it is good to have an imagination. Um, but he lost his way, and and that's, uh, you know, I'm gonna maybe it's a British thing because I'll I'll tie this into Mr. Banks. Mr. Banks was kind of a dick in the first three quarters of that film. Basically, 
you, you, I run my ship the way I run my ship, and you better be in ship shape. Otherwise, you know, you're, uh, you're not good. And he basically comes home at 6 o'clock, uh, waits for his kids to arrive because they've already been bathed and, and fed, and then at 6.03, they come down to say hello, and then he immediately sends them up to bed and says, thank you, that's enough of you today. Three minutes of being with your kids. Yeah. Bet, you know what? He, hey, daddy's got to have a sherry and pipe. They're, <laughs> yep. they're, they're due at 6.02. <laughs> before the kid. <laughs> I need my sherry and my pipe before I deal with my kids. Back the fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not exactly the best dad. And, and that's why I love, uh, I love how saving Mr. Banks really is explained uh, and, and brings light to the fact that Mary Poppins wasn't sent to save the children, to watch over the children. She was sent there to make Mr. Banks realize that time is fleeting and there's going to come a day where those children aren't children. And, you know, whole cats in the cradle, they don't want to spend time with you. Even those three minutes, they're not going to want to spend with you. And Bert's, and that's why Bert's song at the end of the film is, is so moving to me because it makes, makes me realize as a dad that there is going to be a time when... My son doesn't need me to tuck him into bed, and my son doesn't need me to uh, to drive him places, and that becomes a sad moment. I mean, it, it really does. Isn't you know? this that movie with Nicolas Cage and Don Cheadle? Is that the Sorcerer's Apprentice? No, it was the Weatherman. Oh, the Weatherman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much the Weatherman. Um, see, I told you this get a little sappy. Yeah, well, I you know I I could have easily had said Adam Sandler, and um, <laughs> click. Yeah, click. I, I could what? Yeah, so I, I didn't. Yeah, I went I went sappier. Um, Although I, Adam Sandler and Don Cheadle had reign over me, so everything fucking comes all the way back around in a circle, my man. That's true. It does. All right, so let's talk about some of the best Disney dads. Oh, those are, those are the ones. The dads who lived. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's start with your. We'll go. We'll, again, we'll go worst to best. So let's okay. start with your your great good, but not the best Disney dad. Okay. Good, but not the best. Still, a, uh, I think probably one of the most normal dad. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not well. Yeah, well, I don't know. Eh. It's funny. There's there's something that happens that the more now I look at my list, they're all neurotic, uh, to to some degree. <laughs> yeah, they're all neurotic. Um, I, I'm gonna go Maurice from Beauty and the Beast. You know what? He's he really is a good dad. He he's a little crazy, a little wacky, a little kooky. But you know what? His grown ass daughter's still living at home. That's <laughs> true. Okay, <laughs> he's not trying to marry her off. Matter of no? fact, she doesn't even want to be married off. She's, she just wants to read her books, carry she, some bread. He really, he really does teach her to be an independent woman. He does, and and then he gets kidnapped. Yep, and, and then, then she, she has shows to save up, him, and she saves him. But w- at the end of it, he doesn't harbor any ill will toward her choice in men, mm, right? Because I mean, he did try to kill 
both of you. I mean, essentially, you were held captive. Maybe you probably got fed, but what kind of life is that? And and, and he just you know he just wants to go back to his shop, and keep tinkering. Yeah, making and just those keep dimensions. loving his daughter and just making her happy and just being happy himself. And I, I gotta say, I I love him. He's adorable. He's so lovable. He's like a like a a little bitty dumpy pop pop. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's a, he's a good dad. He, he doesn't do anything to, to, you know, crush Belle's dreams. He doesn't, no. uh, he doesn't, you know, keep her captive in a, in a castle. Um, no, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. What about you? What's your, um, I think I'm going to start with, uh, Mr. Incredible, uh, Bob Paul, <laughs> because he isn't, two. he isn't the greatest dad when the movie starts he's he's longs for the days of the past longs when he was captain of the high school football team and saving the world and he he wants to recapture the glory days i mean there's a whole song about it you know sung by some guy from just a a small town guy from asbury park new jersey he just wants the glory days and he sometimes loses sight of that when he's got kids and uh, and he really doesn't pay attention to that. But when he finds out that his greatest powers is being a dad, then he realizes that uh, that there's more to life than just being the superhero. Now, in episode er, in episode two, <laughs> Incredibles two, <laughs> it is. It, I, I think we've had this conversation before. Is it not, Mister Mom? Is this literally the the? The cinematic or the animated animated version of Mr. Mom. Scott, I, w- I would like to. Sh- I really want to share my screen with you and show you my notes <laughs> for my number two because my, they say it's like an animated version of Mr. Mom, <laughs> but with is. powers. Yes, yes. I'd say is. without Terry Gar, but Holly Hunter's pretty damn close. Well, you she's, know, heart she's like a will close. and all. Heart like a will. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's just he's trying to keep it all together while his wife goes back to the workforce. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, it is it it is it is it is two thirds of Mr. Mom because Mr. Mom had the slutty neighbor who comes over, okay? The first movie had that with Mirage. Oh yeah. It's probably one of the best looking almost villains in a Disney movie. Uh, pseudo villain, I guess kind of like a henchman. Yeah, um, but well, yeah, definitely, definitely one of the, she could she could hinge me any day. Definitely better than odd job, I'll tell you that. I, I I'd take an odd job. <laughs> you could even, I mean, I'll even sit on my hand and she can use it on me. I don't even <laughs> care, what, you know, if she falls asleep. But uh, S- yeah, yeah, stranger. Bob Parr, he's uh, the yes, the, the, the stranger. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, a, he's, that's uh, a Nicolas Cage movie. That, is it? Yeah, it was uh, Gone in 60 Seconds when Scott Kahn is talking about oh, The Stranger. Oh, I thought you were telling me that there's a movie called The Stranger, <laughs> and all I could think of is, you mean Drive Angry? No, no, it's when Scott Kahn is telling uh, Robert Duvall, yeah, I think it's, no, it's not Robert Duvall, uh, someone else, he's talking about doing The Stranger. Him and Casey Affleck are great. Yeah, Casey Affleck, yeah, oh yeah, that's probably, the. to be honest, that's probably uh, the, 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 the best the best of the convoys done. Oh in yeah, my opinion. I haven't caught any Hawaii Five O, but I can't. Uh, no, that. it's not good. It's not good. That's not, uh, that's yeah, my, no, that's like Bob Starship Parr. Troopers was little Busey's best role. Bob Parr definitely not the uh, not the worst, but a good Disney dad. I agree. 
All right, what's your next one? Besides, uh, it, besides well, Bob Parr. It, it was Bob. So I'll just go ahead and uh, I'll Keep come rolling. up with a number two real quick. Um, on the fly, off the cuff, I'm just rolling with it. Uh, I don't necessarily know the name, but... Um, oh, son of a bitch. Give me a movie. No, my God, I don't want to admit to it. You got to cut all this out. No, no, because I got to get it. I got to get it. I can't even think of the princess. Green. Green. Oh, it's it's right there. Like like I can see all of the oh, letters, but I can't put them yeah, all in yeah. the right order. Uh, I believe it takes place in my home country. Yes. Scotland. And that would be King Fergus. It is Fergus. King yes. Fergus from Brave. Yes. Merida's dad. Merida. God bless it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's a yeah, good dad. So, so my number two, you know what? I think he's like the most dadly dad. Oh, out totally. There, okay, totally. He's, he's 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 raucous with the boys. Mm-hmm. He's throwing them back and he's killing them and he's embarrassing his wife. He's trying to wrangle the kids, raising them to be you know the the, the brutish man like him. Yep. And it, again, it's all about marrying off the daughter. But for him, he looks at it more like it's a party with some of his. Homeboys, yeah, where they can tap into the, uh, the the cellar wine. Yeah, they don't. I mean, he he doesn't handle it the same way as uh, as the no. sultan. No, no, definitely not. Um, so I mean, and, and <laughs> so, so I'm not talking about dads who make the movie come to fruition and solve it and have a character arc. I'm just talking about like as far as just like a dad, like a normal dad throughout the movie. Well, I, now, I think it's technically. Him. Not that good of a dad because he did try to kill the mom. Um, he didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. He didn't. He, you know what? He was protecting his family. That's true. Ironically, he didn't know that the children were also bears. <laughs> so really, he was just protecting his castle. Yeah. And and maybe his daughter. Yeah. Who was off chasing fucking wisps. Yeah, through the forest. So yeah, I, I'll I'll throw that as as my number two. Once once you remembered it for me, I, I will say he did um, he did kind of protect his daughter, and he didn't he didn't want any man that wouldn't be good enough for her. This is true. He did not want that Luigi looking some bitch marrying his daughter. <laughs> yeah, or Craig Ferguson's kid with the big <laughs> flowy hair. Speaking of dads who weren't in movies, we didn't even talk about Gaston. His dad? I mean, Gusto. Oh, Gusto. Oh, yeah. Gusto. Well, technically he was in the film, but it was just the figment of Remy's imagination. He wasn't actually Gusto. Yeah, he was a little sparkle. Um, Yeah, Gusto was a spoiler alert. Uh, Gusto was Linguini's dad. And, you know, he didn't even want Gusto. Gusto didn't want Linguini to even know that he was his dad. He was like, don't tell Linguini. Or don't tell, uh, you know, don't tell, uh, the mom was like, don't tell anyone. Don't tell Linguini. Doesn't need to know his dad's a famous celebrity chef. Yeah, what a, what a shitty mom. Yeah. All right, so my next, uh, my next best dad, um, I gotta save this one for later, but, uh, I think I'm gonna go with, uh, Faju from Milan. Good, solid choice. Faju's pretty, pretty good dad. I mean, he was basically when you know when the when the army is called and all the sons have to report, and he has no sons because, you know, again, 
Chinese culture, it is uh, better to have a son than a daughter. And it's basically brought shame and dishonor on his family that he doesn't have a little girl or that he, that he only has a little girl, no sons. And he is willing to sacrifice his life to honor his family, to, you know, to keep honor to his family. And, um, you know, he doesn't really have to do much after that. But his, his redeeming quality is that last line that says the great, when he says the greatest gift and honor is having you for a daughter. Yes. And that's, and that's a really, really moving moment in that film because... That's a solid Father's Day movie. I oh, yeah, totally. Watch. For, for, those, for those, you know, dads that are, that are uh, dads of girls that don't have sons, that's the movie you watch with your daughter and you hug her a little closer and, you know, tell her that she also can rule the world. But she has to dress like a man. Well, yeah, at first. At first. Okay. But then when once the world realizes, hey, girls can do that too, then then you can um, you can dress like a girl. Isn't Donnie Osmond Mormon? Yes. Yes. Donnie oh. Osmond is a Mormon. And he's in that film. Yeah, he is. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but good dad. Solid dad. Not the best dad, but solid dad. Well, I mean, I... What else do you want the man to do? He's old, and he said, eh, I volunteer as tribute. Should have had kids earlier. Shouldn't have waited around. Well, fair enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what's your next uh, What's your next best dad? This would be my number one, Scott. Okay. Oh, oh wait, we're getting into number ones? Uh, yeah, because I had Maurice, and then I made up. All right, well, then I need to do one more before I get to number one. Well, don't you steal my fucking number okay. one, Scott. Well, it's, it, I, I highly, highly doubt this will be your number one. Um, Geppetto. Okay, no, not not my number one. Geppetto is one of my top three Disney dads. Um, he is really the, you know, basically, I'm trying my best to raise a kid on my own, and I don't know what I'm doing because I've never done this before. And then when his son is lost, he literally goes to the, the greatest lengths to find his son and to, you know, to rescue him. And that's, and that to me is what uh, the ultimate Disney, you know, the ultimate dad would do is whatever happens, you'll go find your kids when they're lost. You know, Liam Neeson taken. Yep. I will find you and I will kill you. I don't think he said that to his daughter. No. Okay. Just making sure. That no, we're he said it the to the, the people that kidnapped him. Movie there. Um, but yeah, no, Geppetto. Geppetto. Well, I guess I guess um, I, I can't argue that. I mean, he 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 did, and this was early in in Disney's uh, um, yeah movie back production when, career. Back when Disney dads were not like the thing to have as like the hero, right? Because Cinderella got Cinderella's dad got killed off early. Snow White's dad was non-existent. Well, he he was there long enough to get married. Yeah, he marry a bitch. Well, you know, it happens. I think he married. Uh, he married someone. F I don't know what her deal was. Was she wealthy? D is that why he married her? Because uh, Cinderella's dad seemed like. I mean, from what it, the pictures looked like in the movie, because we never really see him too much. He looks like a handsome guy. I'm pretty sure he married for her looks. She wasn't that pretty, was she? Uh, well, maybe her mirror was a lying sack of shit. Uh, maybe. But in the movie, it's Charlize Theron, and uh, you know. 
Oh, I, I was dare thinking. You to say anything negative about? Wait, that. are you thinking of Snow White? Or are you thinking of um, Cinderella? I'm thinking of Snow White. Oh, I was talking about Cinderella. Oh, okay. I was talking Different. about Lady Tremaine. Oh, yeah. No, she's she's just a she's nope. Yeah, she, she must have had money or something, or come from a good family name or something, something like that, some bullshit. But yeah, all right. So, what is your number one? Uh, ironically, it parallels um, Geppetto quite a bit. Okay. After you started talking about that, and that would be uh, Marlin. Okay. Yeah. That see, this is where I was flip flopping on what to do with number one. Okay. It it does parallel Geppetto's quest to find Pinocchio. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a whale involved, I guess, and he travels across the ends of the earth. I speak uh, whale. And <laughs> and he, um, you know, he he it he's raising the kid on his own as well. And this this was one that you just you you felt for him because he saw his entire world when he looked into the eyes of his wife and saw the nest and the eggs and they're just mm-hmm. all taken away. Yeah. Save one. And, uh, gosh, that was just... That I was did. heart-wrenching to watch. And People talk know. about the moments, the first scene of Up being uh, heart-wrenching. This one, to me, I mean, yeah, look, Carl got a long time with his wife. He loved her from third grade on they had forever together marlin is about to start a family they have a bunch of kids and they're planning for the future and not only does he lose his wife but he loses all to 462 kids at once yeah all but one and that and that is i mean you want to talk about getting choked up i mean if you can get through that you can get through anything he loses her while she was trying to protect the children. Right. And he got sucker punched and knocked out. I mean, yeah, he did. He's kind of a bitch. He, and it's, he's a lover, I, not I, a fighter. <laughs> I've got kids, so I, I I get what what went on at the drop off. Okay, his the son drop was abducted. Off. His son was taken, <laughs> as it were. And uh, but it's not like it was Marlon's fault. Nemo's right. punk ass just you know literally looked him oh, in the eye was... and defied him by doing what he did. And I'm thinking, that little shit gets what he's got coming to him. He is doing what every 13-year-old kid does. Touching the butt. Touching the butt. <laughs> Don't you touch that butt! You know, he... he <gasps> and the then butt. he did. He, he, he spent the rest of the movie trying to get to Nemo and get yep. him found... And ultimately, he had no part in the rescuing of Nemo. It was merely just, let me help you find the way back to where we came from. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if Nemo would have made it to the water with or without Marlon showing up in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. However, you had character development between him and Dory, and you got a sequel. It was so good. that's it was okay. what went on in the middle of it there. I mean, I... But, I I did enjoy Marlon. I, I he he really does have a tremendous character development from the start of the movie to the end. Um, he is a neurotic, overprotective, uh, annoying dad. 
with all the dad jokes that everybody hates when their dad tells. Um, but then, you know, as he overcomes his fears and his insecurities, because he needs to find his son and that's the most important thing to him. It's a tremendous character arc. It really is a tremendous, uh, story that gets told. And you say he's, he's neurotic. It's oh, Albert Brooks. Yeah. Of course he's neurotic. <laughs> true. This I mean, is I'm surprised. If they could have worked a George Burns character in there somewhere, <laughs> that would have been fantastic. They really should have. If they could have, they should have. <sighs> they really should have. Yeah. with the angelfish. That, that would have been great. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, he's the jelly man, so I got to give it up to him. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, I think for me... My number one dad in Disney films has to be has to be Mufasa, and this is I had him at like number three for a while because I didn't think he was that great of a dad. I oh mean, no, but he was. He really was. I mean, listen. At the end of you know the beginning of the film, he is so proud to have his son, and. He's the one that gives us all of those teachable moments, you know, how to treat all living things with respect, how to be brave without being reckless. And while he only gets a short time with Simba, um, that that death scene, it, you know, I am a 36, no, I am 37 now. I'm a 37-year-old man, and I will still tear up every time. When Simba is like, Dad, Dad, it's time to go home now. Dad? Dad, come on. You gotta get up. Dad, we gotta go home. And he can't wake him up because Mufasa gave his life to save his son. And if that's not the meaning of what every dad should do, every day, you know, I I would lay myself out for my son as well. There's no question about it. If if you, if you have to make that choice, that's the easiest choice you make. And for that to be come to fruition in a film, uh, it's a. It, it, it's heartbreaking. And, you know, even even after death, Mufasa's still with Simba. Still well, with Well, I mean, it was a baboon. No, I'm talking about when he comes, when Simba sees his father in the stars, just like he said he would. I'll always be there looking down on you. I don't want to take anything away from the wildebeest scene, okay? <laughs> but you're gonna. But... I'm just saying if he was that great a dad, he would have had his shitty-ass brother as far away as well, possible. Okay, you know that he shouldn't have even been let to run around. Lions are sometimes, supposed to be territorial. His ass should have been kicked to the curb, and none of this would have happened. Sometimes you can't help but have shitty family members. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, but in the Serengeti, you can kill them. 
This is true. This is true. So I, you know, he he doesn't he doesn't get he he loses points because, I, you, I yeah scar. Should have just gotten rid of him. Should have killed him. Should have fed him to yeah you know something the hyenas, which that happened at the end of the movie. Spoilers, but yeah. Um, no, I, but to me, I think he's, he's my favorite Disney dad only because he does instill so many life lessons to Simba, uh, throughout his time. And, and even the short time he's there, he instills a great life lesson to Simba. And, you know, ultimately at the end, Simba remembers the, those life lessons and, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, true. Also, I it's James Earl Jones. Eh, well, I mean, okay, so are we going to talk about Vader now? <laughs> yeah, worst dad. <laughs> <laughs> you cut off your kid's hand. <laughs> well, you know, he wouldn't listen. <laughs> Here, boy, uh, okay, I will, I will. Boy, um, if, a, if a galaxy far, far away only had Dyphus. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I want he, to. Uh, first of all, he didn't even. You didn't even know he had two kids. He thought he had just one. Well, he's a <laughs> shitty dad. He he should have read the log from that birth droid that took care of. <laughs> yeah, right. Padme. Oh um, man, I got two honorable mentions for for good okay. dads. Yeah, I got which, a couple. Which, I got a couple. I, I, sh- I should have not. I should have used this one as like my number two, but it didn't come to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm gonna go Wayne Zelinsky. Oh, good dad. Good dad. Great dad. Great dad. I mean, uh, he's yeah, quirky. shit went sideways, but I mean... <laughs> yeah, uh, he did shrink his kids, and the neighbor's kids. He did, he did, but, you know, he blew and up the baby. He, and he nearly ate the kids in his Cheerios. Yeah. But that that whole um, Mission Impossible apparatus rig that he oh, had yeah. in the backyard <laughs> before Tom Cruise had ever even thought about worshipping <laughs> Lord Xenu. <laughs> yep. That's a uh, joke. Um... That was, he's 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 good dad, good, yeah, good old dad, good dad there, and and, dad. and you know, God love Rick Moranis, he is a fucking American icon. Uh, well, he's Canadian. Well, you know what? We can't all be perfect. <laughs> this is true. Uh, yeah, I got an honorable mention here. Um, Pongo from One Hundred One Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. It, again, I think this is a lot like this goes this goes right back to Nemo and Geppetto a little bit. Yep. Yep, but Disney has a penchant for killing off parents and misplacing kids. <laughs> they do, they do. So he misses, he misplaces fifteen puppies, uh, and then has to, you know, and then he comes back with ninety nine. So uh, good on him for raising ninety nine kids. Well, at least we hope because I, you know, I never saw one hundred and two Dalmatians. I, I didn't either. Is that the one with the with with the Jeff Daniels? Um, I don't think so. Maybe that no. was well. I mean, there was a one hundred two. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. But you know, if you think back to when they made the live action one hundred one Dalmatians, oh, nobody God. threw a fit about about Disney doing a live action remake of a movie. Nobody threw no, a fit. no, because well, because one hundred one Dalmatians is kind of one of those like lost Disney films. Uh, you know, shortly after uh, Walt's death or after Walt's death, and then kind of in between the the Renaissance of Disney animation. So. It, it tends to get a little bit lost in the Disney archives. You know, th- that and Robin Hood and Jungle Book and Black Cauldron seem to just be lost to uh, to Disney lore 
Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I was, and I was actually, I had Baloo down. Baloo's not really At a one dad, point. though. Well, he's oh. one of those that steps up. Well, I mean, I should say when we talked about those, those, those that became father figures. Right. Right. Um, Baloo and Bagheera definitely stepped up to be be the father figure. Although uh, Akira, the wolf, mm-hmm. raised. I mean, mm-hmm. he basically raised him. So yeah, no, Akira, the wolf, definitely gets a, a father figure. I, I agree. Yeah, everybody just everybody rem- thinks of Baloo when they think of Jungle Book. Yeah, he had the better songs. No, Phil Lee was good, and I, I look. I like Bill Murray, but I, I I would rather have had Phil Lee if Phil Lee were still around. Well, I mean. Sure. Um, but we didn't. Uh, let's see. Honorable mentions. I th- I don't think... I think that's it for me. I well, really I just was, had Pongo. Oh, wait. No, I got one more. I got one more. He's not a bad dad. Not a great dad. Uh, Zeus from Hercules. Yeah. He, he does... Just, yeah, he had to live by the rules. Yeah. He did get a little dickish when he was like, okay, so I can come home now. He's like, yeah, about that. You can't quite come home. We want you home, but you got to stay where you are, kid. Yeah. But at Not, the end of the I day, mean, he loved his he loved his son more than anything. And despite the fact that the real story is that kid was out of wedlock, eh? eh Disney fied. Sure. Sure. I was uh, I was thinking um, this guy's not a dad. Well, man, he, I guess he is a dad because he's a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, the math checks out. But golly, if I just didn't love Robert Redford's character in the Peach Dragon remake. Oh yeah, I still need to see that one. Well, then I won't tell you. Okay. Other well, than no, it's Robert, can... it's Robert Redford with the backdrop of what looks like the Pacific Northwest. Oh, so, so Robert Redford in his element. Exactly. With but but this time there's uh there's no fly fishing. Ah oh, man. Uh you know what I will have to see that. I, I've heard good things about it. Bryce Dallas yeah, Howard's well, in that, right? Yes, the um the less expensive Kristen Bell. <laughs> right. But more gingery. Yeah, well it's it's a bottle. Uh, I mean it's no, it's I, not like the roots aren't, but the rest she, of it is. Because her hair's changed color in, in both of the Jurassic movies. That's true. That's true. Um, uh, you know what? I gotta I gotta give an honorable mention to uh, Tiana's dad, James, from Prince mm-hmm. of the Frog. Um, you know he was always that follow your dreams, but you gotta work hard. You gotta work your ass off. You can have dreams, but you gotta work your ass off. Uh, you know, good good life lessons. You know, unfortunately, he passes away through in the middle of the film or in the early part of the film, and yeah. so we don't really see him. How about Eddie Murphy in Haunted Mansion? Do we want to talk about his? Yeah, he's not a good dad. Okay, then. He was a dick. Yes, he was. He (laughs) He was was a real dick. He was focused on something else entirely for that entire film. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, you are pretty. And all he wanted to do was was find a way to sell this house and make a boatload of money so he can continue to drive Mm -hmm. his BMW. Let me tell you something. He drives a BMW. Enough said. He's a dick. Okay. How about uh, Kurt Russell as a dad in a Disney movie? Is, with that, with, well, <laughs> which one? Because <laughs> let's, let's talk about them. Because first, they're sky high. 
that's the one I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, let's talk. We'll talk about Sky High real quick first. Uh, it, superhero dad. Hardworking. I mean, he's a realtor. Yes. <laughs> Not the easiest job. Realtor by day. When, when you have to, you know, maintain an alter ego, it, it, it was it's 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 not quite Bob Parr, but you know what? As but far it is as being Bob like, <laughs> Listen, if if you, you hear talk about coaches being a player's coach, he mm-hmm. was a kid's dad. Like he was he was a player's dad. Okay, because he's like the kid gets in trouble at school, gets into a fight, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Here's your new Xbox. Ha <laughs> ha! Don't tell your mom. <laughs> you know, I mean, he was he was totally doing the dad thing. You know, yeah. Go, Spoiling the kid for getting in trouble and being rowdy, yeah, and even chaperoned the dance that uh, you know ultimately got got ransacked. Right. Um, look, I, I he's not the worst dad, but I mean, he was definitely uh, he was definitely like uh, well, you know, at, at, in the first part of the movie, he's like, you know what, you're you're just not meant to be, you're not you're not meant to handle the family business. Well, that's because he couldn't handle the family business. It's well, you, not don't like, need to, you don't need to ostracize him. I don't think he was ostracizing him. I think he was like, well, I mean... Hey, you, you know what? You, the world you, needs ditch diggers, too. I, if you can't lift a Buick, <laughs> then may, maybe you can change the tire. Yeah. That's a metaphor for life. <laughs> that is. Uh, now let's talk about him in uh, Guardians 2. <laughs> Not, Do we have to? <laughs> not the best dad at all. <laughs> By the way, uh, I came down to Earth. Uh, I impregnated your mom and then gave her cancer. <laughs> hey, want to play catch? Well, I... He tried? <laughs> he had great hair? He did have great hair. He had a good beard. Okay, if if we're gonna, but so now but now we got to talk about the the contrary the the father figure that stepped up. Yondu. 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 You know what? Fuck us for not having him anywhere. I know. We totally forgot about that because we needed we needed a, this we needed this rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. To bring it back because hell yes to the Yondu. Yes. Uh, he 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 should have easily taken. Uh, uh, Maurice, maybe my number three, maybe. Um, I don't know. No, he's more of the father figure that stepped up. He's one of those, uh, yeah, one of those like yeah. Carl and um, and those that kind of like stepped up and, and and took control when they didn't need to. Like he didn't. Need I mean, to he raise. raised him to be a criminal. Well, following <laughs> your father's footsteps. <laughs> I learned it from watching you, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess Big Duck. And then, you know, uh, we, we can talk about the other side of that. And was Thanos really wrong? Uh, Thanos not a good dad either. <laughs> well, he loved one of his daughters. One. one of so them. much that he... He killed her. <laughs> yeah, well, you went there. <laughs> he killed her for personal gain. He literally killed her for personal gain. But it hurt him deeply. I'm sure it did. I'm really, really sure it did. I mean, not a good dad. <laughs> not a good dad. <laughs> All right. So look, uh, as we've talked about some of the Disney dads, let's talk about some of our 
Disney dad experiences because uh, Mikey and I are dads. I don't know if you you all know that from listening to 119 episodes, but Mikey and our dad, Mikey and I are dads. Uh, Mikey has uh, what 19 boys now? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> just the 15. three. Just, just, the, just, just the three. Technically, I, just the two because I was thinking today I haven't heard from my damned 18 year old. I think in about three weeks. Oh, he's 18. He's fun and fancy free. Okay. <laughs> he's like Ariel. Ariel ran off when she was 16. He is nothing like Ariel. <laughs> Does he have ginger hair? Uh, no. I don't even know where he's getting his hair cut. No. First of all, none of your boys have ginger hair. No, it's a. Re- it's not. It's recessive. I know it's recessive. Okay, so why is it surprising that none of my children have got ginger <laughs> I just, hair? I just thought that it, maybe you contaminated them. Uh, no. Luckily, they got their spent. kids. <laughs> their kids are fucked. <laughs> their kids, probably all of them, going to be firecrackers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, I've got a five-year-old, so yeah, we're Disney dads, and we've had some experiences both, uh, you know, as fathers down in Disney World. Um, so we wanted to talk about some of our favorite moments. Uh, down in Disney World, and you know, for Mikey. Now, Mikey, you never got to go to, to Disney World with your dad. No, uh, no, I didn't. My uh, uh, my dad. It Disney was was just too far away and probably just too high uh, a price when we were growing. I mean, it's still high, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, living in the the land of Walmart and chicken breasts from Tyson here in Arkansas, um, we had uh, we had Six Flags. That was about, you know, four and a half, five hours away in Texas. Uh, Six Flags of Arlington. Yes. Yeah, I've been there. And we had Silver Dollar City in the Branson. Uh, never been there. Despite living in Missouri, never went to Silver Dollar City. Well, I mean, it's 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 just Six Flags with Hillbilly. Yes. I went to, I went to Six Flags St. Louis, which is the same thing. Yeah. Is that Mid-America? Uh, yeah. Or okay, Great... I've been no, there. Uh, yeah, Mid-America. And now I think it's just called Six Flags St. Louis, probably. And I've, I've, and we had the. <laughs> growing up at the time, we had the Arkansas theme park, which um, Russell Lawrence Cole has has mentioned. Um, <coughs> that's he, the one with the death traps. Reference. It was yes. It would have been Dog Patch USA, a theme park uh, entirely modeled after the comic strip world of Lum and Abner. Oh boy. <laughs> That was just nothing but hillbillies with corncob pipes and the stove type stovepipe type hats, you know, that come up and the the the, the cut off denim uh, pants that come down past the knee and you know just like black and red polka dot shirts and just even even the women had corncob pipes, you know. It, right. it was, it's all we had. And, and and this weird mythical creature called a shmoo that was just a big, a what white? It's called a shmoo, and it doesn't have arms. It's like an upside down. No, it's like a right side up bowling pin with legs, but no arms. <laughs> okay, big eyes so, and so a forky. mustache. No, <laughs> no, no, just just. It, it's, it's just it was a shmoo. I mean, it was like the Arkansas version of Bigfoot, but it's never been an Arkansas thing. It was just a uh, from the comics. But yeah, we, we had that, and, and that's where we went more often than not. 
And it's funny, as we were talking about this, um, some of my dad's favorite rides from there, I know exactly what attractions he would have loved to have uh, gone on mm-hmm. in Disney World. You know, one of uh, my earliest memories going to this dog patch place, they had this horrible ride. Um, it it was, like you said, Death Trap. Um, what was it called? It was... It was um, I got I got my notes. It's it's Hairless Joe's Kickapoo Barrel. Uh, okay. First of all, why is Joe hairless? Probably because he's drinking the Kickapoo that he's making at home, right off the right <laughs> off the creek. Okay, it's oh, it's God. moonshine. Yeah, it's moonshine. <laughs> because this attraction looks like a really big ass still. What? <laughs> yeah, there was lots of copper piping and stuff, and you get into this big uh, spinning barrel that would be the pot of the still, and everybody, I mean, it's you didn't have seats. They just crammed as many bodies as they could get lined around the edge of this thing, and it started spinning. And once it reached terminal velocity, and everybody was pinned to the wall, the floor dropped out about three feet. Oh, uh, we had one of these at Six Flags. So, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, if you go to the fair, they call it a Gravitron, you know, whatever. But uh, this was themed after a whiskey still. And I I remember that because I remember being pinned to that thing, trying to look over at my dad, and he was smiling from ear to ear. Or it could have just been the the, the, the centrifugal forces shoving his cheeks back. I I couldn't tell, but... But that was like the first ride that I ever rode together with him. And the next one was a crazy mouse roller coaster. So I know he would have liked Primeval Whirl. Oh, God. Ugh. No. Yeah, except at Dogpatch, it was like 100 times worse because it actually swayed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, at least the... Uh, <laughs> well, those are the rides you go on at like state fairs and the thing rocks because they haven't properly secured it to the ground. Yeah, this is this is just lax. I mean, this was dog patch was like a notch above action park. Yeah, we had we had one of those barrel things where you got in the barrel, and then once you got everything going around, the floor dropped out a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was dangerous. Yeah, this one slowed down before the floor got all the way up. So oh, you slid. My. That would be, yeah. A little I, bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think just, the same thing happened here, too, because you can't, you know, quickly bring <clears throat> the floor back up and, you know, you don't know where people's feet have, have moved to, so it's got to have a little bit of a uh, give to it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you know, I, I know he would have enjoyed those rides, and he always went on the log rides. Mm-hmm. Oh, log the log, log flume. Like, we went, we hit every park we went to we always rode the log ride and i was terrified the first time it was so high up and 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 it's just like the whole floating around on the winding creek thing just took forever and just kept building you up in a dog patch like there was no theming i mean it was just all these crooks and bends in your log that took your you know but yeah everything was just you know blue steel pipes with like white uh plastic runners on the sides of it there i mean that, that that was it you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, too, too, too much sunlight, the damn thing would crack and break. <laughs> so, you know, we, we always ruled that. So I know he would have uh, he would have loved to have gone on Splash Mountain. I would have loved to have seen that. Loved to have seen that him on Splash Mountain. And, and I think probably one of the, the hardest ones to talk about or think about is because he was always a, such a huge car nut. We always had a hot rod in the garage, always, always being worked on. So I know that test track would have just... Oh, blown his mind, yeah. It, it would have. Because first off, uh, the cars were always GM. Because we didn't own no fucking Fords. Hey. Well, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, had to, and to be quite honest, it almost always had a bow tie. Mm-hmm. So it was always a Chevrolet. Um... And if it didn't have a bow tie, it better have been a Cadillac or a Corvette. <laughs> it's all GM. That was my daddy. So he would have, he would have loved that. He I remember we, he used to always get the uh, the hot rod magazines and stuff, and they would have concept cars in there. And, and so, you know, I, that's why I still like the, the pre-show on Test Track or the queue for Test Track as far as the concept cars. I know they're dated to this day. But I remember it's, that. It is cool to look at the concept cars. Like, Ethan's kind of getting into... It, well, Ethan's fully immersed into um, not just cars, like the Disney cars, but, like, actual cars and actual brands. Like, he can literally look at a car and tell you what brand it is, uh, tell you the make and model of it, uh, because he plays way too much Gran Turismo. Yeah, I know. I, sometimes I think about joining him. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't have it, so I, so I don't think about it very hard. Um, but no, he loves. He loves the concept cars, and that's and that's why I think you're 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 right. Your dad probably would have loved the news test track to to create your own concept car, and just have some yep. fun with it. And getting him out of the showroom afterwards would have oh, been like pulling it. teeth. Yeah. I know, especially if he would have been. Oh, you and I could sit in this. No, you can't sit in the Corvette, Dad. They won't let you. No. But you can go out there, and I think they may have like a like a you know. They have a, a Camaro. A Lumina or Camaro, you can sit in. Yeah, they have a Camaro. Yeah, that that would have. Uh, and you know what? He, this is this this is so funny to me. He always loved the small coasters. He hated heights mm-hmm. with a passion. Six Flags Over Texas. They've got an oil derrick that you can ride the elevator up to get the top of it. Yeah. Also sways, but that's what old Derek's do. Right. Well, it, it um, is like, what, 100 and something feet off the ground? Yeah. Yeah, he wouldn't. No, we didn't do it. As far as coasters, he always loved, like, the little bitty mine train roller coasters, the smaller ones, you know? Yeah, the, the runaway mine train. I think they had yep. one of those at, at Texas, too. They had one at Six Flags. Yeah, they got one at Six Flags. They got one at, at Brand, in Branson. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, it's... Realistically, what it is is it's a skinned over uh, barnstormer. It's it's that size, right? But I think he would have really enjoyed um, Seven Dwarves because it's not as thrilling, or it's not super thrilling. Um, he probably would have done Space Mountain, but he would have done Seven Dwarves. I don't yeah. know. I just, I I tell you this much about my daddy, uh, knowing him as well as I do. He wouldn't have paid Disney prices for any of the alcohol. Oh, God, no. No way he'd have paid their prices for their course like, because first off, I don't think it comes in a long neck. <laughs> no. Uh, what? I wonder what Six Flags sells. I, I, I think it's, uh, in, in Six Flags St. Louis, it is Budweiser Bud Light. Nope. Daddy's a course light. Um, never, never saw the man. Literally, I, I, honest to God, never saw him drink anything else. I never saw him have any liquor, bourbon, 
Mm-hmm. Nothing. Coors Light. Yeah, my dad never really drank. Um, oh, no. My dad drank. No, no. Hard liquor. I mean, hard oh, liquor. Okay. He, was, he was a beer and wine kind of guy. Um, oh, no, no. We didn't know wine at my house. It was it was Coors Light. Mama never drank. Dad, Coors yeah. Light. Uh, my my dad never really drank martinis, anything like that, or, or whiskey. Um, he was definitely a wine drinker. And that's why, like, like I said, I was trying to find... To think of back to the last time I, the last time I had a drink with my dad, I want to say was again a couple of years ago. Uh, I haven't seen him in a couple of years, um, but he was always a wine and wine and beer guy. Now my dad took me drinking one time, which was weird, because my, my dad grew up uh, running the back roads in um, eastern Oklahoma, little bitty podunk towns. I mean, nowhere places. Places that you drive through a little bit slower so you don't get stopped and have to deal with the... Uh, the local uh, the law sh- enforcement. Yeah, yeah, the Shire of Alkenvania. Yeah, right. So, that, that guy from, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Live and Let Die, the sheriff of Louisiana. Oh, God, what was his name? The big uh, guy with a chaw on his mouth. You're, you're talking to the wrong person. Oh, uh, sheriff... Oh, God, it's going to drive me nuts. I'll, I'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Edward but, P. Worrell? No. <coughs> no, P. that would have been... Um, Ernest P. Worrell. Ernest P. Worrell. Uh, but no, we were out um, fishing at a pond once uh, at my aunt's house, and we got done. It was hot. It was, it was damn hot. And he's driving me home, and he pulls over into this little shack. And we get out, and this guy tries to sell us apples and oranges. Oh, and boy. I'm like... We're like, no, 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 we're good. And we walk through the door, this, this, this shanty. I mean, it's corrugated metal all the way around. It is pitch dark in there. Dad walks up. It's a beer joint. I've been to bars. I've never been to a beer joint where they sell you cans of beer one at a time and serve mm-hmm. them to you. Well, they don't really serve them. They just pop the top for you. Right. And I've just... Never encountered that. And it was not cheap to get a can of Coors Light. I think it was still like three fifty a can that's, for 12 ounce. That's pretty expensive per I can. I agree. I agree. So I didn't drink very many, although I really could have because it was... Especially back in like 1971. It was... Uh, Scott, I was <laughs> negative, sir. This this was probably about seven or eight years ago. <laughs> I know. I'm just but giving you shit, Mikey. I just remember it was real... Bizarre to me, and the only thing I could think of to say to the uh, to the the beer wench—I don't know what else to call her, because technically you can't say she was serving, right? Um, was I said, is that a uh, homemade tool that you use to pop it open, or is that you know something proprietary you can purchase? She goes, "It's copper." I said, "Oh, okay." Just let it go. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was some copper pipe that had been heated up and mashed down just thin enough that you could slide it over the edge of a pop top. There you go. So she wouldn't break one of her, her long ass nails yeah. and not be able to daub the numbers at bingo. <laughs> right. So that that's that's my my drinking with with my daddy story. I did. We we had several beers and then we drove back. It was. There you I go. Mean, so you know the the fish weren't biting, but the beer <clears throat> were cold. Yeah. So like I like I said I uh, I do have some memories of Disney World with my dad. Um, the first time we went, it was right around my 18th birthday. I was actually going to turn 18 while we were in Disney, 
And uh, my dad, at the time, was a big cigar smoker, so we went to Sosa Family Cigars over in downtown Disney. At the time, don't give me shit for saying that now. Um, we went down to downtown Disney and uh, picked out some cigars that we would take back to the resort and uh, and smoke uh, while uh, you know while sitting out on the on the patio. Um, as far as rides, like. I mean, we, we went on rides together, but nothing like sticks out in memory of like having the best time or anything like that. Um, I do have some great memories uh, taking my father-in-law, actually. So we took them, we took my in-laws to Disney uh, a couple years ago, and I convinced my father-in-law to get on Splash Mountain, and I took a selfie of us coming down the hill, <laughs> and, and his face looks like he's passing <coughs> out. <laughs> from sheer terror (laughs) on splash on splash and then uh we also did primeval world which was probably not the best idea and it was just it was just us two in the in the tub (laughs) and basically we're like swinging and slinging back and forth from like wall to wall (laughs) it was brutal (laughs) he he literally turns to me after after that and my father-in-law says to me he's like Scott, I love you, but I'm never fucking getting on that ride again. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I have a I have some great memories with um, with both my father and my father-in-law, um, and my father-in-law more so because we've taken him to Disney, uh, we've taken him on the Disney cruise, uh, and and so I've been I've been able to kind of develop that Disney. Um, you know those moments, those those moments where you kind of bring someone to Disney for the first time, and they get this like wide-eyed look. And I've been able to do that with him. Whereas like my dad, he he enjoys the theme parks, but uh, really he's not into them like I am. Like my really like actually me, just me. Uh, the rest of my family can give or take Disney. They go they go down once every five or ten years. Just to see what's new. Yeah, just to see what's new. My brother hates it. Hates Disney. Um, but, I mean, I do I do have some memories playing golf in Disney World with my dad. I mean, that's really the connection he and I had was, was playing golf together. So, um, haven't done it in a while with him, but uh, many, many reasons for that. But neither here nor there. Um, but I, I do have some... Now, we, we both have kids... And we've we've taken our kids to Disney World. So, uh, Mikey, tell me about one of your best father son moments in Disney. Oh, a father son moment. Yeah. Shit. Most of my father with my kids, it was trying to keep them from hurting each other <laughs> and looking for a beer. And that's hard to do in Magic Kingdom. Uh. Well, because I. We we tried to make them all ride with each other so me and Stephanie could have our own (laughs) our own carts to ourselves. Um, Here, you guys go that way. Mom and Dad are going to be here. Fuck y'all. Yeah. um, I guess. I mean, just this wasn't like something that I contributed to, but a a moment as a father, me. looking at at my son and what the best part is the uh, photo pass photographer captured the photo and it had nothing to do with what was taking place where they should have been looking 
You know, this was this would have been um, the Jedi Training Academy at Hollywood back in uh, mm-hmm. 2014. And, uh, you know, the kids had signed up for it and everything, and they were waiting their turn, and we happened to walk by during a show. And instead, this is so beautiful, instead of the photo pass photographer looking at the kids up on stage, they had she had turned around and got a picture of Boston leaned up with his back against a fence or a, or, or a wall or something, and the trees are around him. And he's Boston's watching the show on stage, and he is just lighting up because I guess uh, it was when, when Vader had just came out. And, I mean, just the look on his face was, was pure bliss and joy and excitement and anticipation that he's going to get to do that. I mean, it. whenever I think back to... My best memory of Disney as a dad of one of my sons, uh, th- it's it's that, and I I saw him that way, and it wasn't until we, it wasn't until we were done that it showed up in the photo pass because you know we were there, uh, and and it was just I was like oh my gosh this, it, it it it's so it's so awesome and sure he did get up there and do the whole fighting Vader and he had on it's my birthday on his pin so he got to use the force on the stormtroopers at the very end he was the last kid to go and we got photos of all of that which was cool but just but that one was so candid you know that was just him being just a real moment totally happy yeah yeah it was it was great and then uh, on the other end of it um i would say for uh for Keaton And this wasn't even something in the parks. And Boston was here too, but but for Keaton, this this was more for Keaton because he's always been more sporty. We stayed at All Star Sports, and as soon as we got checked in, and before we got to go to the uh, our ADR that evening, it came a typical afternoon downpour in Orlando, mm-hmm. and um, our room at All Star looked out over the football field, the, the AstroTurf was just covered in water, and it was still coming down in sheets. Oh, I, the I know where this asked, is going. Can we go out and play? This is a rain delay. I was like, yes, you can go out <laughs> and play. Put on your trunks. And they put on their trunks. They went out there. And, and I mean, and Keaton wanted to, had wanted to play football for his, his whole life, and this was his chance to be on a not a real football field, but as uh, close uh, as he was going to yeah, get the time. Yeah, a football field. Yeah. Because how I mean, old is he? Like, what, like nine? Uh, let's see. This would have been, he'd have been eight. Eight. Yeah, I bu- uh, it was 2014. He's yeah. 12 now. Yeah, so it would have been eight. Something. So, but I mean, he was tearing up and down and just sprinting, and then he just decided, "Hey, watch this!" And he thought the astroturf would make for a good slip and slide. It doesn't. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. No, uh, it doesn't. many he many years of baseball. With, uh, you don't. Rash. You don't <laughs> slip and slide on the astroturf. Grass, yes. AstroTurf? No. Tarp? Fine. You can slide on the tarp all you want. <laughs> Don't slide on the turf. <laughs> and, and and the kids now, it's like we've been twice without them. Has it been twice? Yes. Well, we been, did, yeah. the, with the cruise and then uh, the sheet up last year. And then um, the sheet up this year. Well, I mean, we will, <laughs> we will have gone twice without them. Um, Stephanie will have gone one to three times without them before they get to go again next for our next trip. But I'm already I'm I'm already excited for the next trip. 
uh, with them. We're not going to have my oldest son. My oldest son was, what, 14, 13 mm-hmm. at the time. He was uh, four, yeah, he was 14 at the time. He was 14. He, 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 he couldn't. He, he, could, he, he didn't care. No, and, that, and that's uh, epitomized on his face on Tower of Terror. Well, he, had, he didn't like it. He didn't want to write it, but he didn't vocalize that he didn't want to write Tower of Terror. So he was just trying. He was finding a place inside himself where he could clock out <laughs> on his eyes. Check out and check and in. And not be there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he was <laughs> in his own zone. Um, it wasn't until we wrote it the second time because it was like a 10-minute standby, so we went and knocked our fast pass out for it and then turned around and walked right back on it. We get done. He's like, I didn't want to ride it again. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm not well, doing that again. should have said something. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you know, and it wasn't until the end of that trip he decided, he came around and realizes that the hat he was wearing, he kept watching Keaton get all these autographs from all the characters and the princesses. And Boston got autographs from characters and stuff. And he's like, oh. And he didn't want to walk around the autograph book, but he's thinking, I could have had them sign my hat. And Stephanie says, hey, Ricky, welcome to the vacation. Sorry you came late. (laughs) Moose outside said we're closed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we're close. Moose outside should have told you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, there's. You know, we've tri- we've taken now four trips with my son, and uh, it, it's kind of a blur. I mean, really, the the memories start to blur, but there's a few that that stick out. Um, one was actually coming back from dinner at Tiffin's with Tim and Adam, and my wife had taken Ethan out to. Uh, you know, while we were paying the bill and she took him outside and she walked out to the area where the drummers are and where the, the kind of streetmosphere is over in Harambe. Oh, yeah. And w- Tim, Adam and I walk up and Ethan is just cutting a rug and there's literally a crowd of people just watching him center stage and he's two years old and not a care in the world. And it was just such a fun moment. Um, and I think it was the next trip the three-year-old trip that uh, that we took where, you know, Andrew and I generally do a split day where one morning I'll go play golf and the next, you know, the next day or another day during the trip, I'll send her to the spa and we kind of rotate who watches Ethan and who takes him out to the parks. And that trip, I took him to Epcot and we went around World Showcase. Um, we, we saw so many characters we saw Baymax we saw classic Donald Stitch Mickey Goofy uh, we we basically had one hell of a day we, we turtle talked with Crush um, we uh, we couldn't do too many rides because he was still little at this time but now you know now that he's you know of, of sufficient height to ride almost everything uh, taking him alone on Splash Mountain and basically him saying to my to my wife to his mom uh, this is a boys ride boys only hey you gotta respect the boys only and <laughs> well the truth is she was happy because she hates that ride so much with a passion <laughs> uh, but taking him on Soren taking him on on uh, test track it, it, it's just 
those moments you get where his face lights up and it, it's like it makes it a whole new Disney world for me uh, as opposed to just going down there and riding rides and doing all this stuff. Um, missed he out can't on, do Flight of Passage yet. Can no, he? no. That's, that's probably uh, not this year. Maybe next year. That's 43 inches. He's 41 yeah. and a half. So he's got to hit a growth spurt. So maybe like seven for him. I don't know. What, what, when is your next trip? That you know of. Uh, ooh, right now, well, it was scheduled <laughs> for it September. Like? It it was scheduled for September. It's looking like uh, November because we're gonna move November. it to uh, November. I mean, you can you can fix an inch and a half with you know a little shoe work, baseball cards, right? <laughs> yep. Some or, baseball cards you know, and the shoes. It's it's cheaper just to go buy a cheap two two for a dollar pack of playing cards to be honest <laughs> yeah. with you Scott <laughs> yeah <clears throat> baseball cards pretty fucking high nowadays uh yeah that's what well that's what we used to do for slick track back in Anaheim was uh we put cards in our shoes to raise us up just a few inches so we could get on the absolute death machines <laughs> right <laughs> um so you know you know I I've had a lot of great father-son moments and I look forward to many more, you know, having DVC, which is something my family never had. I mean, you know, I've told the story. The reason I went to Disneyland so many times was because my grandma took me. Um, And the only reason we went to Disney World was because it was just one of those like once in a lifetime trip. The whole family comes and my grandma came along and and I, I just remember spending a lot more time in Disney World with my grandma because she was the one who loved Disney, who loved Walt. Uh, who instilled that into me and well, pretty much no one else in my family because they're all curmudgeons. Um, <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> they are. One of these days, I will tell you all about the word curmudgeon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, it, you know, Disney World to me has a has a very special place in my heart because now we now that we have DVC, um, my family, you know, my father in law, my mother in law, my my wife, my sister in law. We go down there as a family now, and it creates so many great memories that I'll never, ever forget. And uh, I, just, I just look forward to many, many more. So, uh, I look, I hope we got you a little bit in the feels as we, as we uh, get closer to Father's Day. Uh, it is this weekend, so for all you Disney dads out there uh, in Three Sheets, you know, we raise your glass to you. It, being a dad is never easy. It's not as hard as being a mom, apparently. At least they'll tell you that. Um, but but we raise your glass to, to you dads out there who are who are you know doing the good work and raising your kids, um, because being a good dad is essential, but is often overlooked, and uh, it's kind of a sad thing. So we we salute to you, Disney dads. We salute you guys that uh, that do the good work and and raise your kids and and take them to Disney. And uh, just have a good time. At my house, the dad is, is the front line when it comes to the war on childhood. Um, I'm not the easiest to get through, but I, I'm because, listen, if I can fix it, great. But when it gets past me and it gets escalated, you know, like, can I speak to your manager? <laughs> yeah. You can, Karen, but you ain't going to like what you get. <laughs> Oh, see, for me, it's that uh, what Dad says has to be approved by uh, by the upper upper management. <laughs> yeah, well, that, yeah, the same way. But but it's, it's like, listen, I, 
My job is to try to de-escalate the situation. Yeah. <laughs> Parenting is like working in retail with a with a pissed off customer, except it's all day, every day for yeah. eighteen years. Yeah. Um, and if you have more kids, you just keep tacking on to your sentence. So, <laughs> so I, I just I try to get it de-escalated, and, and you know what? It, it's like it's like they would tell me in in the staff meetings when I worked uh, in retail. The higher up the chain it goes, the more expensive it gets. Well, that translates to being a parent with with kids. You know, if if it gets to mom, your punishment's going to be a lot more severe, right? I'm trying to help you. Help me help you. I don't want you to lose your computer. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to take away the Xbox. You know why? Help because me. then I have to entertain you. Help you. But it doesn't work, and they just keep going, and then finally it's like. Mom comes home, and I'm like, you got to deal with them. And you know what happens? The thing I said was going to happen happens. Yep. But they don't. They don't. No. Don't make me do the thing. I don't want to do the thing. You know you know when they'll get it. In about 15 years when they have kids, and they realize, oh, shit, Dad was right. Here's the deal, though. Once they turn 18 and move out, I don't care when they get it. I don't want to be right anymore <laughs> because they just, I just, they, they're gone. Yeah. He gone. Figure um, it out on your own now. So look, we uh, <laughs> we we uh, we raise our glass to you, Disney dads. It, it's uh, it's a hell of a ride, and I'm I'm glad to be a part of it. Absolutely. So uh, look, as we as we finish up tonight's show, I want to remind you head over to uh, speaking of Disney dads, there is a Stronghold Realty uh, T-shirt over at Magical Meltdown. That's www.themagicalmeltdown.com. You can get it's your. St- you can get your Stronghold Realty. It's almost like that was product placement that I had actually planned when I had mentioned Kurt Russell in Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's like a Starbucks coffee cup on a scene of Game of Thrones. That's right. <laughs> uh, you can go over there, get your, uh, get your uh, Stronghold Realty shirt. Get your, uh, there's, a, there's also a uh, Demi-Dad, uh, Demi-Dad t-shirt. That, that used to get. be my number one selling shirt. And you can see a lot of those in the Wild at the Parks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah there's it's got the... Mikey, between that and Droid Story, I think I've seen more of your shirts on random people that are not right? shooters. Um, yeah, Demi Dad's great. He, it's Maui. He's flexing. And it says yep. just an ordinary Demi Dad on it. It's good. You know what, though? If maybe a t-shirt isn't what you're looking for, you can get it on a flask set. Oh, yeah. Over over at, at www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Yep, and uh, hey, you know what? New stuff. I did. I did a thing. Um, if you want I to saw talk that. about fathers, you could talk about the father of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yes, Mister Mister uh, Excelsior himself. Yeah, yeah. I got I got a shirt with uh, with the visage of uh, of Stanley on it. Um, I'm really it's happy with like how that, that one uh, turned out. It's kind of like that Liechtenstein pop art. It, it does have a a very strong pop art look to it. Um, I've even even got some halftone action in there. Yeah. Pretty Which, cool, yeah. It's 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 a, it's a good looking shirt. I'm I'm happy with how that turned out. It's not how it started, it's how it finished. That's right. And then there's the uh, the three sheets quadrant, uh, full color. Yep, you got three sheets quad pop. Yeah, that that's a pop art. Oh kind yeah, of looking totally. thing. I mean, I got a lot of different colors on that. That way, it'll look good on whatever shirt you want to throw it at. Yeah, the three sheets. Like so yeah, or. so if you want to uh, if you want to get that, uh, go check that out. We also have the three shirts gondolas T-shirt. Uh, you can rep. The Death Buckets on a sky blue t-shirt, uh, if you so wish. Also, if you're a dad, uh, baby in a bar. Make sure you get that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. 
Baby in a Bar. Yeah. I was trying to think of other Dizzy Dads. I got the father of Imagineering Animal Kingdom. We got Joe Rohde. Yep. Bro Rohde. Bro Rohde there. Um, you got uh, Rivera Tequila. Hector was a dad. And, and uh, oh, we didn't even mention Hector. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't mention Hector. Dude. He got. He this got, is with episode one nineteen. The the worst fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. Worst prepared for. This is what happens when we when we're missing two hosts. That's right. And well, also there's a you know we we try to hit as many Disney dads as possible, and there's just some that get forgotten. Yeah, you can't remember them all. Yeah, which is the premise of the movie Coco. <laughs> yep. Son um, of a bitch. So yeah, go go check out www.themagicalmeltdown.com. Uh, get your Disney Dads t-shirts over there. There are plenty of them. Uh, but also make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Three Sheets Podcasts. If you're in the park, tag us on your Instagram. Tag us on Twitter. Hashtag Three Sheets Naked. Na- na- naked? Naked? <laughs> three she- hashtag Three Sheets Naked? Holy cow. Hey. Send nudes. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't asked for nudes in a while, but uh, there you go. We haven't gotten any in a while. <laughs> Yeah, so, but if you really want to interact with us, head over to our Facebook group, facebook.com <laughs> slash groups slash three sheets. That's where you can become part of Three Sheets Nation. Uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you answer the damn questions. Otherwise, we have to mm-hmm. do some extra digging on your profile, and we don't want to see all the stuff you put on there. Listen, I'll, I'll say three sheets on Facebook. If you're not already there, you should, because that's basically the gateway to other um, shenanigans. Facebook group, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. Yep, but also if you're if you're on the Facebook group, uh, you know, make sure you go over to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. That's the best way for us to grow the show, to grow the group, uh, to to make uh, to make Three Sheets Nation great again. Well, it was always great, but make Three Sheets Nation great. Er, let's make Three Sheets Nation the best. Yes. Three Sheets Nation first. Give me some close remarks as we as we finish up the show. Okay. Um, not going to lie, this was a tough episode for me to put together. Not the Disney part, but the talking about my daddy part. He, he uh, I don't, and, and this, this is bad, I don't really think about him often enough since he passed. And that was back in uh, 2013? See, that, that's how bad it is. I don't even know when my daddy died. 2013, last month. Uh, so, um, listening or, or thinking about how I would have done Disney with him, what I think he would have liked, let me think about him a little, a lot more, you know, than I, than I normally do. And let me, you know, connect with them for a few days while we we worked on on this on this topic and and for that uh i'm thankful to have this platform that actually put this opportunity in front of me to to reflect on 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 my daddy and going out and 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 remembering what we did and then thinking about what we could have done so that's that's part of you know this this podcast and the listeners so that's that's how this is. This 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 episode's for Ronnie Dean. Love you, Dad. To Ronnie Dean, my dad's still around, but uh, the relationship is is, is a little bit estranged, and um, 
I want to say, you know, this Father's Day, I'm really thankful to have uh, someone in my life who has, um, who has really made a difference over the last 10 years, who has really um, welcomed me into a new family and welcomed me into a, a, a new home. And, you know, I wouldn't be where I am without him. So I, w- I want to say, you know, to, to my father-in-law, Gary, uh, you're an amazing man. You're an amazing father, and uh, you've you've been there for me through thick and thin, and uh, I'll be there with you through thick and thin. So uh, he's never listened to the show, but I am sure as <laughs> shit going to play this for him, uh, or or send him the download link so he can listen because uh, he's an important guy to me. He's he's an important part of my life, and uh, I'm just very thankful for him. Um, you know, my da- my dad's you know been there for me from the start uh it, it's sad to see where those things go but sometimes uh we we all talk about it on on most shows but you know this ohana has been what you make of it and that's to me what family is it's family is what you make of it with the time you put in the effort you put in and um so you know i i just want to tell uh, the sheeters that uh you know make your ohana and uh, find find your family, because when you do, you'll realize where you are, and you'll realize what you've uh, what you have a part of. So, uh, on this uh, on this little bit of a sappy Father's Day show, uh, we hope you got got you a little bit in the feels, because you know sometimes we we forget that you know there is a lot of family behind Disney, and so I'm I'm thankful for all of you who have made this uh, an awesome Disney family. And I want to say, you know, from all of us here at Three Sheets of the Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. And thank you for your time this time and until next time. So long for just a while.